This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the most valuable sports podcast, a.k.a. the MVSP. My name is Brandon Worth, and I am joined by my co-star, Joseph Nagy. What is up, Joe? It's a beautiful day to be in the studio, Brandon. It is always a beautiful day. And we have a special guest. You heard him. You know him well. It is Adam Langworthy back. Say hello. How's it going? Co-star, I call him co-star. I'll take co-host. I'm not gonna. I'm not sure I'm gonna go star yet. You know, okay. like let's relax. Yeah, you've you've he's been on the show before, and you can be on the show. You know how to do it. Go to Twitter, find us at the MVSP, message us, and we will get you on the show. We will be glad to have you. Let us know. We want we want you on the show. Yeah, but Joe, what do we got on? What do we got today? We got a pretty big slate today. MLB playoffs are going to be kicking off pretty soon. Thursday night football is tomorrow night as well as Sunday night football to end out the week. And we got some pretty big questions that we're going to talk about later on in the show. But Brandon, why don't we get started off? MLB playoffs. Boys, who do we think is going to do well? The Tigers. Uh, I'm just, I, no, no, they're not no, even in it. I know, no. I know. I you just thought had, you could pull a fast one. Yeah, I don't know. The Yankees looked pretty good game one. I'm not going to lie. Oh, in, yeah. They, Garrett Cole's pitching. Yeah, Garrett Cole looked good put 12 runs on offense it's always going to be a good night if you put up 12 runs of offense but can they keep this going for all seven games because we've seen this before domination in round one and what happens in the later rounds it's just we just got to see this all the way through if the yankees want to get to the world series i feel so bad for shane bieber this is what happens when you face the yankees after pitching against the tigers pirates and kansas city royals all year yeah anyone i could look good pitching against those teams honestly yeah it's it's definitely. I think there was a lot, a lot of tweets that went out and said Shane Bieber's not in Kansas anymore. Uh, but I mean, you're gonna go against the Tigers. You're gonna go against the Royals, who have been both very subpar teams. And now you got to go face the New York Yankees. Gonna be a little bit of an issue. But I mean, they they looked good as far as the Yankees are concerned. Played pretty well. Didn't did enough to win. I mean, 12 runs is more than enough. But, I mean, with with their staff, they, they're not going to need as many runs as say, the Detroit Tigers are going to need. You trying to dish the Detroit Tigers? No, no, no <laughs> I'm not saying that. I, I will say that the Tigers did not pitch that great this year. Yes, it was no, an improvement. But, I mean, when you have an above three ERA as a team, above four, above five, that's going to be a problem. We're in a rebuild. We're in a rebuild. Yeah, I know that. I'm just, make, I'm just saying, in, in comparison... The Tigers have to score more runs offensively oh, yeah. because their pitching's not as great as the New York Yankees. That's what I'm saying. Are the, is the Yankees pitching even great outside of Cole? What do they have right now? Is Severino back? Uh, I don't believe. Uh, I, don't I I'm not quite sure. I know they have Paxton, but like after that, a couple years ago, he's not been too fantastic. Yeah, I I really feel like the Yankees are going to be relying on Cole a lot, especially kind of like the like a Dodgers type esque in the playoffs, where he's probably going to come out of the pen especially mm-hmm. in big right. games, kind of a Kershaw-type um, feel there. I, I mean, as far as the Yankees, I feel like they have they feel they have the offense enough to try to really not have to worry about that. But, I mean, when you get to, when you get to big games, everybody's – I mean, it's going to be a shootout, I would say for sure. I mean, even if your pitching is great, you're still going to have to 
still swing the bats well if you're going to do it. But, I mean, they have Canley. They have um, Zach Britton if they choose to start him. Um, they also have Araldis Chapman out of the pen, we all know. can throw the triple digits. But, I mean, as far as that, I mean, they really don't have a whole lot there. I know they've used um, Miguel um, Yahur. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I've tried. But he, he had a pretty good outing, I believe, his last one. He had three hits, one earned run, seven innings. So, I mean, as far as the Yankees concerned, it sounds like they, they think they have what it takes, but we, we hear that year after year. Yeah, we'll see. I know Cleveland's got a really good rotation between, um, you know, Bieber, you have Plesak, uh, Carrasco. Who was the other big gun from a couple years ago? Uh, not Bauer or Kluber, the other guy. Uh, I don't remember who it is. Uh, Salazar, do they have him? They have uh, Salazar I don't think so. I believe he... Either, I think he actually retired, didn't he? Did, I don't know. Because I, I think he had a, he had a health condition. Carrasco is a guy that had leukemia. Oh no, that you're right. It is Carrasco, but I I'm not sure. There's been so many moves in the last year or two over baseball that it's really kind of hard to remember yeah. who's on whose team. But I mean, I mean, I know all the Tigers players, right. but you know that's just biased. But um, also fellow ALC or AL Central rival Twins fell to the Astros, and I think the number one thing we're hearing right now is Astros need their trash cans back. That's I I, I yeah, don't. it's tough to it's tough to do off the plate when you don't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, it's just you know when you're seeing the stats go from Altuve's hitting 324 to 214, red flags are coming up. No and power either whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't. I, he has a lot of like contact ability, but I think his power is kind of lower than I feel like a lot yeah, of people. He was hitting almost 30 home runs when he had his whole trash can aid or whatever. But yeah. I yeah, it's just it's a situation where you're like. I does don't. does it still do you still regard it as like it's it's a kind of like we were talking about bonds do you still consider sats even though yes they did have help oh for in, bonds 100 percent. he was the first guy to 400 400 400 steals 400 home runs yeah i and mean it's just like literally that he just had like he didn't know it was coming either the astros knew it was coming the whole time that's why their whole like basically starting batting lineup was so good yeah it's you, just what your perspective take that, is take on take that away you got it this year they're not going to be able to win a championship with this you this see year. a lot of guys saying i'd rather 100 percent have people write it up than have them know every what what every pitch is coming you mm-hmm. know yeah, it's just a situation where you don't know how people are going to respond to it because everybody has their own opinion on cheating and how yeah. it's supposed to be handled. Cause, so, because I guarantee, back when they were playing the Yankees, when all this Chapman through that off speed, Altuve wouldn't be expecting that in a regular thing. But since he had the trash can, like, oh yeah, he was I mean, sitting on that like so hard. You had to. You have to imagine how the the pitching staff was trying to trying to evade what was going on because obviously I'm sure that they kind of picked up oh wow how how are the Astros hitting so well right now like they it's mm-hmm. almost like they know it's coming but because I mean you see I mean you literally seeing games go into the the double digits 12 to 11 and it's just like there it's kind of uh, really something you don't see every day and obviously when you don't see something every day it can bring up some suspicion and some caution but I mean we know what happened it's now a new year, and the Astros definitely don't look the same, but they're, they're still in the playoffs. They're one step closer than Detroit is. So. I mean, at this point, Justin Verlander's not pitching for them. Probably will never pitch for them again with his Tommy John, mm-hmm. so I literally don't care what happens to them. I like drinking all, but now that Verlander's really not part of a team per se, who cares? I yeah. was rooting for him before. I do not care anymore. Yeah, that is, I mean... Adam, you should you should join the show. You were just segmented us perfectly over to Justin Verlander now as he is going to be out for the foreseeable future with 
the dreadful Tommy John. So we're likely talking a year. We're probably talking more towards 2022, probably. I don't. I mean, 2021 is obviously not uh, an is a possibility. I don't think it's likely. Cause, I mean, Tommy John is a very, very time-consuming injury. It takes a long time to rehab. It takes a long time to make sure everything's right because further, if you go too fast, you're going to do it again, and it's just going to be a dreadful process if they don't do it right the first time. So. He will have plenty of time to rehab because, let's be honest, they're going to play next year, and then there's going to be a strike. I'm calling it right now. They're calling a strike. Labor I mean, relations are so terrible right now. Yeah. There's going to be a strike in baseball for the first time since 94. Yes. They're, I mean, labor unions, it's just every, every. it seems like now, even considering the bubble situation, it does not seem like everybody's on the same page right now with the, with um, Major League Baseball, especially everybody around it. Obviously, you got the unions and everything. And it's just what's going to happen will be really based on how the teams react over how this season progresses. Because I feel like a lot of people took that Robert Manfred really kind of proclaimed that this was his organization when he decided that, yeah, we're not doing a bubble. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And, I mean, they've had the most COVID cases so far in – compared to any other sport and it's been pretty comparable when you're taking the NBA or taking the NBA bubble for example and they've had way less cases using that bubble format and now now Major League Baseball is going to do the bubble I believe for the playoffs so that that'll be interesting but I feel like a lot of people are really trying to figure out um, I know a lot of people are saying that they want a Robert Manfred gone and it's only he, a bo- he needs to be gone he and needs- He's been the chairman since 2015, so it's been five years now. And five years too long. Five years too he's long. He's a disaster person. He's he's terrible. Yeah. I, I don't think he likes baseball. Honestly, I think he's just there. Like, how he's can there I for make the money? Yeah, how can I make the most money for the owners? It's not even like he's in charge. Like the owners are telling him what to do. He works for the owners. Yeah, he's, it's well he, for the longest time he, they, MLB was like the last one to get an even plan for the for COVID when we literally have probably one of the easiest sports to handle it. Yeah, it's you. You see now how the like the owners have reacted to Manfred. A lot of them have have said what they believe about Manfred, and the teams have expressed their feelings towards Manfred. So we'll see if he's still there. And obviously, with a possibility, not saying it will happen for sure. I mean, that's just speculation. If Adam is right and we do have a strike, is he going to stay after it gets resolved, or will he be out? as a result to get it moving forward again it's completely speculation at this point because i mean obviously there can be a strike there might not be a strike we don't know yet we don't know how the next two years are going to progress so maybe something comes to resolution we'll we'll find out but one thing we do know are that the tigers are still in a rebuild and it has been a little bit of a struggle but we improved this year boys we did better we did i for a moment there i thought are we gonna make the playoffs uh, we didn't. Let's, not, let's yeah. not get too carried away with oh. playoffs to third third pick. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever third pick. We yeah. Were. I mean, we we were we were there. We were two games back of the Jays, I believe, during or through thirty five or forty games. We were we were right there. We were we were in striking distance, but then we went on a on a dreadful slump, and that didn't help the situation. A little, little tough not. spot yeah. there. Yeah, but it's baseball. That's what happens, and especially with a sixty game format, if you have a slump bad time happens you're gonna be in a little bit of trouble so each game was worth like 
six, two point seven, or something like that. I saw. Yes, of real games. That's how yeah. important all of these games are, and it's really interesting now to see teams using a lot more strategy when coming into these games. And you're you're really relying on all of your players to play sixty games. You don't have those. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna play. 15, 20 games, and then you're going to rest some guys because it's a long season when you play 162. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have 60, it's really a sprint. It's not yeah. a marathon, it's a sprint. So, But the Tigers overall, kind of recapping their season as they finished 23-35 and 35 out of the 60 games, but I believe they did miss two, correct? Mm-hmm. There was two games postponed, yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they didn't make the playoffs, but we didn't have 114 losses, which is always a good thing. But That's um, a good thing to see. Yeah, last place in the AL Central, fourth time in six years. Yep, we get it. Um, but, I mean, that shouldn't define how our season was. Because, I mean, looking at comparably to last year, we were a much better team this year, and we had much more potential to go far than last year's game. Because last year's team just feel like we could not get off the struggle bus. But... This year, it was like, oh, okay, we see some white. And I don't know about you guys, but when C.J. Crone first started out, when he was obviously before his injury and um, his opt-out due to COVID concerns, I, I mean, he looked pretty good as far as being able, especially when you have Miggy. I mean, we love Miggy. I mean, I, I he was one of my favorite players growing up. But obviously, he's not in his prime. He's probably nearing the end of his career. It's kind of sad to think that, but it's true. But, I mean, him having the ability to come in and play first and even play third if need be, that he can come in and he can swing the sticks well. And I believe he had four home runs in his first ten games or something. He was on fire at first. But, I mean, he got his injury. He didn't want to play due to COVID concerns, which, I mean, we understand. But I feel like when that happened, it kind of depleted us for a little bit. Plenty of bright spots, though. Willie Castro is probably going to be yes. in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. Probably won't get it because, you know, the Tigers sucked. Yeah, but, that's um, true. <laughs> uh, true. Gregory Soto, another bright spot. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Scoople came up, struggled initially. Looks like he's locked it down now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's getting, settled in. He's getting the strikeouts. It's solid. Listen, Mize is going to struggle. Lucas Giolito, who almost pitched a perfect game yesterday, by the way, uh, had the worst ERA in the majors last year. He literally was the worst pitcher in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. And now look at him. Yeah. Like, I am not worried whatsoever about Mize. And, like, Paredes is up, struggle a little bit. His approach, his approach still looks good, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not entirely worried about Paredes either. A lot of pieces to build on. We could always offer another one- to two-year extension to Crone and uh, Scope. Um, the only thing that, you know, our corner infielder spots are getting a bit crowded. Mm-hmm. I would agree with Willie's that. Willie's not going to stick at shortstop. Mm-mm. They're talking about moving him to left. Uh, we'll see. We tried that with Castellanos, and that didn't then work. It turns yeah. out he can't play defense <laughs> anywhere. So, uh, I mean, then you have, of course, Torkelson coming up. So now you're going to have Torkelson, Paredes, and Castro. Only so many people can play third base. That is true. So. But does that mean now we're talking about – I mean, I don't want to bring this up. I do not want to bring this up. But does this mean that now we're going to be seeing the last Miguel Cabrera then to fill room at DH? Mm, I don't think – I mean, he's got – we're still got to. we not going to buy him out. He says he wants – Oh, no, no. We're not going to buy him out. I'm just saying, to... is he going to be there still when we got this young talent? Or is he going to have some of his games that he's got slotted in taken out because they're going to be playing – more guys. I don't think. That. I mean, you don't pay a guy $20 million a year or whatever to sit on the bench. Um, he says he wants to play to 2023, so he's not going to retire before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, we'll see. I mean, Torkelson's going to come up. Um, 
that they have him at third, but I think he's eventually going to move to first. We'll see. Yeah. I think when Mayu retires, they're going to move him over because it's tough for, for it's tough for any first baseman to move over when they don't throw that much to have mm-hmm. to make that far throw from third to first. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to talk about Candelario. Candelario, another person at the corner infield spot, looks great at third. Mm-hmm. It looked okay at first, but like got He's got, figured it out yeah. over the first couple of years. He's figured find it out. places to put these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. I, if they can move Willie to the left field, by all means, go. I think that's a fantastic idea. Because let me tell you, Kristen Stewart is not the answer. No, okay? yeah. Kristen he's, Stewart had a not great season this he's year. He's like Castellanos with all of his defense, but none of the bat whatsoever. He's a disaster person out there. Yeah. It, Kristen Stewart has been a guy that's been on talked about a lot, I feel like, with this Tigers team. Because, I mean, he was expected so high to use the next left field. Was he, was, he, though? Or was he just, like, our best guy at well, the no, time? Well, no, 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 no. He was being called, yeah, this he's going to be our left fielder moving forward. And they pretty much put him in that spot. And then he, ever since he came up, we've seen slight flashes. But when you have five hits in your last 28 at-bats, it's not going to get it done. Like, Dodgers have, like, 30 Christian Stewarts in their organization. It's The Dodgers are <laughs> ridiculous. Well, I mean, the Dodgers also have how much money compared to us. Dude, Chris Illich is the third richest owner in the entire Major League Baseball. But what's our salary cap? I, we don't have a salary cap. <laughs> Chris is just a bum. That's, that's <laughs> Chris it. Chris is just a bum. We don't, we don't spend I know money he's not putting that, I know he's not putting that money into making Little Caesars pizza better. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Yeah, the big, yeah, the little series here in Big Rapids is kind of lacking. Exactly. Like, Chris, listen, man. I have bought so many hot and ready's, all right? <laughs> I need something in return, guy. <laughs> Just something, Just please. fix the Tigers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spend some money. Get me JT Romuto, please. Okay. I I mean, I'm okay, okay with that. Griner and, I, I mean, who's uh, Romine? Romine, I think he had a one-year contract, and he had that Haas kid, Michigan native. That's true. I forgot about Haas. But. Um, and then how bad? Did Jake Rogers do in the like alternate site that they called up this Haas kid instead of him? Like, uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Oh my! I guess really the only people that know are the Tigers organization or anybody that probably follows social media or whatever. Exactly. I mean, looking at looking at the team moving forward, there's bright pieces. There's good players. We have the ability to build a team. Can we do enough? To fill everywhere else. That is it's, a question. It's going to come down, down to are manager, we going, too. Are we going to pay money, spot. or are we going to keep trying to do what we've tried to do for over and over there's and try couple, to sneak guys up the system? There's a couple of good candidates for that, that manager spot. We got, um, let's see who we got. We have a guy from Windsor by the name of Stubby Clap. He's on. That's a baseball name right there. That's a baseball name. He's on some people's list, and I'm just like, I would totally be for that. I don't care. I don't care how good he is. I just want Stubby Clap to be our manager. I just want I just want him to come out and then just Kirk Gibson just be like, Stubby Clap coming to the mouth for a dog. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know he's got a big old thing of chaw on his lip, and he's just like, you know, he's old guy. He's like, waddling out there. You know exactly, that. exactly. Uh, the other good Marcus Thames is another candidate, uh, which was interesting. You know, former Tiger, been hit the hitting coach with the Yankees. I mean, obviously they're hitting. I don't know how much coaching he's doing when you have Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, but uh, you know, that's another candidate. Don Kelly, uh, he's gonna get. I would you. love to have Don Kelly back. Donnie Kelly, baby. Oh my goodness, I was fortunate enough to meet Don Kelly. He is an absolute he was amazing the person. Utility player. I he mean, was. He, he was. You could put him anywhere. He's also the nicest person on the planet. Yes. Uh, he's probably got my vote for president, not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, after last night. Yeah, I, don't, no, I don't know. No kidding. But, um, yeah, we won't talk about that. But, I mean, 
Lloyd McClendon is also an option because oh, I mean, no, 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 I'm not saying he's the guy. Good I'm guy saying Lloyd. that he's going to be considered because he's internal and he's been there and he knows the system. I mean, credit to Lloyd. He was talking. There was like a game, one of the last games, and uh, they were. It was like tie game, <coughs> and he brings in a reliever in the fourth, and they asked him, Lloyd, why'd you do that? He's like, well, you got to bring in the best pitcher for the best situation. And that is a very progressive stance on baseball right now, and like, good on him, but. Lloyd's not going to be innovative. He's not going to be Kevin Cash out here throwing guys out and he's an opener or nothing. A uh, name I'm interested in is uh, Mike Rabello, uh, former mm. former Tigers catcher, and then he's been managing in the system for mm-hmm. a while. Yep. So a lot of our prospects were coming up he's already pretty familiar with. That is a good I point. I think he's the Pirates bench coach. Um, I think that's an interesting interesting name. Mm, I think they've been. I think Avila had had talks with him in a while ago, and even that was before Guardi. Even bring just bringing him in as a coach, not necessarily the manager spot. But now that it's open, it's just mm-hmm. completely optional. They were talking about Josh Paul, a quality control coach who served under Osmus in the Angels system. I don't care who it is, as long as they get rid of Rick Anderson. Rick Anderson is a disaster person. A disaster he needs person. to not be our pitching coach anymore. Mickey Calloway, he's he's still around, right? Like Mets fired him. Get Mickey Calloway in here. Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, Joe McEwing, we've interviewed a long time ago. I believe he's still. Or originally, when we hired Garden Hire, he was on the list. I believe was he in Cubs? No, White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe uh, he was on their bench coach. But I mean, plenty of plenty of options are going to be available. I feel like after this season, I know. Um, there's probably going to be some teams that, um, depending on how their playoff runs go, might make a different direction, especially the teams like maybe the Yankees are, and the Red Sox obviously have moved on as well. So there's probably going to be more names that will pop up. So I don't think we're going to make a decision quite yet. We'll probably make it more towards the spring, but we'll have to wait and see. A.J. Hinch is another name that people are mentioning. Obviously, he served his time, served his ban, and some people are very against it, like, oh, he's a cheater, yada, 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 but... They're going after a uh, experienced manager, so I think AJ Hinch is in the mix for sure. Yeah, I mean, take take that part out of it. I mean, look at the roster that he's been able to coach and build. I mean, that's a pretty good team that you got there. I mean, their front office did a pretty good job of build, assembling that team together. But I mean, yeah, mixed feelings obviously about right. Hinch because of the situation. That's right. gonna that's exactly. going to be there forever, and we can't get away from that. But it will be a pretty good option. As now we move over to. Another sport that is playing right now, the NFL. We like to talk about the NFL a lot. But we have a Thursday night game coming up um, tomorrow as we record this on Wednesday the 30th. Um, I'm gonna, not going to lie, guys. Thursday night games to me have looked pretty depressing. So They're far. pretty underwhelming basically throughout the whole year. Yeah. It's the battle of the beatings yeah, this aside, week. Aside the first first matchup with Chiefs-Texans, I mean, we got the Jags and Dolphins. Now I got the Broncos and Jets. I mean, battle of winless teams. This has been... Isn't that always how Thursday night football goes? Like, it's always a cruddy game? It feels like it always is that way. But, I mean, looking at this game on paper, I feel like this is the Broncos came to lose because the Jets have looked worse than awful. They've looked pretty horrific. I mean, like the Jets? (laughs) They just look like the Jets. I mean, the New York Jets and the New York Giants, when they play each other, is going to just be an absolute game because they're both playing so poorly right now. So, I mean... I feel like the Broncos are going to win, but, I mean, the Jets could possibly pull it together once and squeak it out because the Broncos do have a new starting quarterback, and Brett Ripon is going to start due to, um, I don't exactly know why Driscoll is out at starting QB. I don't know if Ripon just looks better and beat him out or if there's some sort of injury or something going on, but 
They've named Brett Ripon as a starter for Thursday Night Football. So we're going to see a new man under center in Denver. So it, does that make it any more um, hesitant to put the money on them? Because I feel like right now they have to be the favorites. I think it's going to be the first NFL game that Discord ends up being like in negative points. <laughs> <laughs> in negative points. There's, there's more like penalty yards than actual yards game exactly. probably. Exactly. Like with 0-0 zero, zero at the end of, and they're like, we're not doing a tie, we're just going to do it by penalty yards. <laughs> we're just going to call it here the ad revenue is not really adding up today. Exactly. We're talking a 0-0 zero, zero tie, and then we're going to. Which gonna... coach had their mask on the most? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, both these teams just. <laughs> They look, they look really bad. I mean, Broncos have a look, couple bright spots. Obviously, they lost Drew Locke. Obviously, they lost Cortland Sutton doing ACL. So they're kind of they're on they're pretty much on tier two of their depth chart. So and even tier three now, I guess with Brett Ripon. So, but um, Jets also don't have Jamison Crowder. I don't know if he's gonna play tomorrow night. Um, Chris Hogan is now on the injury report. Who's reported as their number one receiver although not catching a single pass last week and then you got the legend himself frank gore that's pretty much going to be the main man on offense with sam darnold so i don't know i'm going broncos i don't see a way that the jets win this but i mean they beat detroit so i don't know anymore i don't know they probably could win but i'm gonna go with it's, broncos. it's gonna be i mean i'm gonna go with broncos too but when you really look at it their past couple games they played the titans Steelers, and bucks so pretty tough teams mm-hmm. and they've kind of held in it other than the buccaneers with the broncos they were 26 to 21 and then titans they were 16 to 14 but then when you look at the jets they've just been blown out the whole time at least by 10 points each game so really i've got you gotta go with the broncos i mean driscoll's obviously not starting but you still have all those keys that are still there that have gotten you that win. So I think that the Broncos have it. I mean, I got to go with the Broncos because the Jets are the Jets. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, it's hard not to say. Because like, after watching the Jets, they've been The awful. Jets are the new Lions, really. The old, no, no, nobody's the new Lions. Until <laughs> the Lions win a Super Bowl, there can be no new Lions. What about the Browns, though? But they're, their own, they're their own other dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a – for preseason, they usually play in preseason – and they did this whole thing where they had, like, this trophy, right? And it was a Great Lakes uh, freighter. Mm-hmm. But because the teams always sucked, and the, the trophy was so large, by the way, that they just stopped moving it around altogether. They just, like, uncovered it when it was on their place. and Or if they lost, they just covered it up. But it was a Great Lakes freighter, and both the teams were so bad, they called it the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Trophy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. I did not hear about that. I read but... an entire article. Wow. Like, this is the most Browns Lions thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. God, that's that's brutal. Both teams have had their shares of struggles. Both teams, only teams in NFL history with a complete defeated record. So I would be I would go to that game. If that was if, that, if that was if yeah. that was in Cleveland or Detroit, I feel like I would still go. Just yeah. because I mean, you you talk about like just random matchups. That one's just like the best random matchup ever because it's pretty much the battle of two teams that exactly. have had similar identities for exactly. how long. So I don't know, but um, there are some much better quality <laughs> games coming up on Sunday, including a very good quarterback matchup: Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes, Pat's Chiefs. Gonna be a good one. I mean, last week I'm not gonna lie, I picked the Ravens, but I also didn't really truly pick them i just really picked them to mess with joe so i feel like that yeah well look where that got you yeah i mean all these excuses that is true but i picked them but i really didn't pick them so (laughs) does it count well this is i actually said it was gonna be a tie which there did there was a tie in week three wrong game though yeah had to be the Bengals eagles but um 
Lamar just does not seem like he said it best. Chiefs are Ravens' kryptonite. They they just figure out a ways to beat them despite how hot they can be at times. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes too. I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Lamar obviously he has those. He has the ability to get shifty. He has the ability to get out of the pocket and has some. He, they really Patrick Mahomes and Lamar have kind of the same skill set. It's just Lamar is the better runner. But when it comes down to, I feel like the Kansas Kansas City does have the better team, especially with the receivers wise. But when it comes down to that, honestly, when the team's more well rounded out with the Chiefs, there's no way you can bet against them. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna pick the Chiefs in this game. Uh, Cam's been pretty good overall. I mean, he's really kind of helped that team succeed. But I feel like right now, with how Kansas City's playing, they really showed how great they are as a team, and they're really kind of showing that they are a dominant team that should especially, be considered every year. Especially the difference in defenses too, because Chiefs' defense is way better than the Pats. Yeah, even I though the Pats does have some kind of rising stars right now with Chase Winovich and kind of their line is starting to turn the page. It's still. Kansas City, obviously, with a 3-0 record, you can't bet against Yeah, that's true. I mean, looking at it on paper, Chiefs are the 11th best defense, Patriots are 13th, so you, your fact is right. Like, they are the better defense, and I feel like that's going to be that's gonna be enough because I feel like if they can stop the Patriots' run game long enough, with their, we saw that with the Raiders, that when the Patri- Patriots played the Raiders, the Raiders had a game plan to shut down their run game. We saw it. Like, they stuffed them in the, the first yeah. half. The more I mean, you pass, the more... Ob- the- the more passes you throw, you're going to throw a pick eventually. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if like it took them a long time, if the Chiefs can use that and put it together for a full game, then it's going to be – it could be the end for the Patriots. Because, I mean, passing-wise, they're 22nd in the league with camp. Rushing, they are first in yardage, I believe. So, I mean, their rushing attack is good, but – I mean, it's going to be, if you can stop Cam, you're not going to have the, the running backs aren't going to run 150 yards on you just because they don't have anybody like Zeke or Derrick Henry that can do that. So I'm going to go with Chiefs here, but uh, I'm not I'm not sure if the Patriots can, I mean, if Patriots pull it out, that would be a pretty big win for them. Um, but as far as offensively, I just feel like that the Chiefs are better. Hard to bet a bit bet against Bill Belichick, but like this time, Chiefs to have D four to mess things up. So I think I do think the Chiefs are going to win. They look so good against the Ravens. Pa- Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Frog voice and all is fantastic. <laughs> Frog voice. Um, I mean, he's he's been fantastic. And there is word that he's going to be a father. Is them. Him and his wife are expecting, so like, congrats to him. But I mean, you're right; he's looked amazing. He's been efficient. I don't; he's not throwing 500 yards because he doesn't have to. He's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's got the team. He's starting to almost seem like to figure out how Tom Brady was really successful, controlling the game, knowing what's coming, using checkdowns, shifts, defensive checks, audibles. He's using all of those game control things that feels like he doesn't have to throw for 500 yards. He doesn't have to be like Jameis Winston chuck the ball 60 times a game to win the game. He's just really showing that he can be a great quarterback that can control this team. Former Tigers draft pick, by the way. So if he chose something different, he could have yeah. he could have spent his seventh year in Triple A this yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. Fun fact <laughs> of the day. Fun fact of the day. But Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough because especially, I mean, we've seen what the Chiefs have been able to do and the Patriots too. But, I mean, next game that I'm looking, looking forward to is Falcons versus Packers. Uh, Packers, obviously, one of the one of the better teams this year, already undefeated. Falcons have had a pretty tough go of it so far this year, having to fall short, especially having such a big lead oh, and just man. let it fall apart. <laughs> oh, it's uh, got to be a struggle. It's, to be a it's especially tough when Matt Ryan doesn't have Julio Jones last week to throw to with that tough loss because I feel like if they did, it wouldn't have been no question. 
especially for me since Julio Jones is on my fantasy team. That's a <laughs> that was a big loss for me. But what do you guys think? Of course, fantasy football comes before right. No, I'm just. Uh, I mean, looking at the game against the Saints, Packers are showing that they don't need new receivers. They don't need a new offense. They're showing what they can do year after year. They've always been. It seems like we've been talking about them as best in the league through weeks three through four. Obviously, before. The one year when Rodgers said he'd run the table, that was different. <laughs> but, I mean, it's hard to really pick the Falcons here because you feel like you're just going to get such such an excitement in the first half and then it's just going to be an absolute letdown when they end up blowing the lead. And it's it's going to be I, – I don't see – I don't see a reason for me to pick the Falcons to go through that, so I'm probably going to pick the Packers, especially at Lambeau. Obviously, fans aren't going to be a huge factor, but playing in your own playing in your own field is still gonna. It's a good feeling. It's going to get you that mojo. So, I'm going to roll with the Packers as much as I don't want to, being a Detroit fan. But I think Packers will win. I mean, I think that Super Bowl permanently damaged the Atlanta franchise. Like, oh think, yeah, yeah. I think Bill Belichick just killed the entire organization. Also. As a Detroit Lions fan, you have a team who likes to blow fourth-quarter leads against the Packers. Something's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care how far those people are up. All of a sudden, there's going to be phantom holdings and phantom face masks. It's not going to matter. Yeah, well, I, so we are all rolling with the Packers in this one. As he, meaning Adam, brought up the Lions. Well, I guess we can talk about them. <laughs> So it's gonna be a tough one this week. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'll say this: the Saints aren't the Cardinals. I will say that they're no, better. We got our sneak win. We got our sneak win. You We're got. Be yeah, Joe number. got. Joe got his pick right. They got the sneak win. I'll be. I'll be frank. I was wrong. I'll be say it again. I was wrong. But hey, Lions won, so I'm happy. So I'm glad my pick was wrong. But I mean, looking at this game, we're at home this time. So I mean, yeah, but it's it, the Saints. <laughs> But the Saints have also been a much better home I, team in the past, say, and they've lost. I will say this: row. they did lose. They had the that crazy stat that you said, Brandon, where the Packers haven't won in New Orleans for like what was it like Not 20, since nineteen ninety five? Yeah, some crazy like broke. that. I'm extremely happy with the way Adrian Peterson has been playing. I feel like he's going to be a big factor. I don't think we're going to win. I think we're going. It's not. I think it's going to be like maybe one or two touchdowns. That's how close it's going to be. But, I mean, last year we lost by a lot. But I think Adrian Peterson is going to be a big factor. And our defense is starting to kind of turn the page, too. Three interceptions last week. Of course, it's Kyler Murray. He can't see over the offensive line. <laughs> but when we, if we can force those passes against Drew Brees enough and make him throw enough, I feel like we could maybe get one or two. I mean, we've, we've seen, like, that the defense has made, made Kyler make some questionable throws. And we saw that, I mean, to be frank, out of college, he was not the – precise passer that we've always seen he was a great quarterback but he's not he doesn't have like the the Russell Wilson or the the um I'm trying to think of his name but he doesn't have the Russell Wilson touch on deep passes or anything when he's throwing over 20 yards it's going to be a little bit of a questionable throw obviously wide open's different but so far up to get it over the (laughs) I mean yeah yeah when you're like five foot four when (laughs) quarterback I mean the dude can run though that's what that, I mean, that's, that's what's making him pay dirt. He can run the ball. Oh yeah, dude. Let me, we talked about that a little bit last time, where he had to go up, up against DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. future Hall of Famer. He did have a couple tackles though that were pretty good, where he and tackled them yeah. for a loss. Yeah, he had, but a, he had a good when, game, just not a good. When it's your first media. year out of a Ohio State defense, when the best team you've ever played is Clemson, like, and then you're going up against DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. your third game in the NFL. That's 
I mean, that's true. It's Does it's going to be tough. Does have uh, Michael Thomas back yet or no? He is reported that he is going to play, but has not been confirmed yet. Uh, that's what that's what they're hoping is he's probably going to play. And, I mean, for the Saints, I feel like for them this is literally the perfect opportunity to get back on track. They've had some struggles in going against a team like Detroit, who has also had their struggles. This is a, this is a good time for them to really establish themselves to – really put themselves back on the map in the NFC as contenders. So I, you know, it's like funny because like now after last week, I'm reconsidering my thoughts about the Lions actually <laughs> no, winning. No, but Patricia. I don't, I don't. I think mean, this, ha- this happens I'll, every year. No, yeah, fire no. Patricia, but I mean. We could go on a streak. I'm man, just saying. man was 9-24. and 24. We fired Caldwell for being 9-7. and seven. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We need to get Patricia out of there. Not yeah, even, it's, not even it's. I mean, here. I mean, but here's the here's the thing though about the Lions. You just talked about the streak, Joe. I mean, looking at their schedule after after week four when we play the Saints, and I don't believe we're gonna beat the Saints. I mean, if I'm wrong again, that's fine. If we beat the Saints, oh yeah, I'm happy. I don't care about my pick. But we have the bye week five, and we go to play Jacksonville, Atlanta. Then we do play Indianapolis. Then we play Minnesota, Washington, Carolina. Those are winnable games. Like they are winnable games compared to Arizona. Don't shake your head. Long, okay, why are you shaking? How long have your... you been a Lions fan? How long? Yes. Since this I is what's going to happen. We're going to lose out. We're going to win the last three games. Going to give you hope. Going to be excited for next season, and then we're going to be garbage again. It's happened since 1957. It's going to happen every year until the curse is broken. No, I guess this is what I'm saying. We then say we are going to win all those games. I'm saying these are winnable games. If we lose these games, then it's going to be pretty obvious that Patricia's not the answer if we can't beat these teams. I, I think 10-24 and 24 is pretty obvious already, I would say. I mean, yeah, but this this Dude, this season could be we, the staple. Okay, we can, win against, we can win against the Jaguars. They got Gardner Minshew. He doesn't have the – I don't think he's as good as Matthew Stafford. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. No, that's, like, what, that's what I'm saying too. Games. Falcons, if they lose next week, we don't know what's going to happen. They could go on a – three, four game slump. We could get a pretty good sneak win. Maybe get two on the year. Colts they got Phillip Rivers and T. Y. Hilton. They don't really have the assets, I don't think, to beat the Lions. I Especially mean, if if our defense, defense plays good, good again. Lions versus Vikings, we're probably gonna lose that one. <laughs> Lions versus Washington football team, that's a win because Dwayne Haskins kinda sucks. <laughs> it's it's really sad when you say, Oh, we're probably gonna lose against Kirk Cousins. Primetime Kirk Cousins? Dude, primetime I mean, any Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> But hey, I'm being realistic. I can't say we can win four games in a row. Yeah, I mean, then Wilson. we go to week 12, and we got Houston, Chicago, Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay. We have and to get a good yeah, but the Bears aren't going to be able to last this long. I mean, with Nick Foles coming in, though, it's a wrap. Because he you know he's the, the greatest backup quarterback of all time. Listen, we got to tank for a high pick and draft a tight end, okay? This is the path to success. No, that is not the path to success, and I know we've done that. We need to stop doing that because it's ridiculous. I mean, signing Jesse James was kind of a realistically terrible thing we should have did, and we should not have done that, but we did. So now we're paying more money to our backup tight end than we are our starter. So that doesn't make any sense. But we can win at least five of these games the rest of the season. Did I say we will? No. Can we? Yes. But if we can't, then Patricia's going to be gone. 
he should yeah. be gone. Anyway. Patricia's gonna be gone after this year, anyways. He should yeah. be gone. But what I feel if, like that's just what a if they win? Thir- what if they win thirteen in a row and make the playoffs? Though? They'll still fire Patricia. I will personally go to Martha Ford and say, Martha, I would prefer you coach this team. Martha, to this I want to. I want to see I'll a video of that. I want to see you that. Out to a nice dinner and <laughs> convince you that you should fire Patricia. Yeah, I mean. Saints are probably gonna win. That's my pick, but I think we're all rolling with the Saints despite our yeah our, exactly our hometown team. But Poor Stafford, free Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, where's where can, where should he go? If I don't know. That's, 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 really that's the hard like thing to figure out. You gotta trade go. this man, not because we need anything back for him, but because we he owe it to him. It. Yeah, exactly. Put him on a good team, and he'll shut everyone up. Yeah, I don't. I mean. That's the thing, though, is, like, what team is he going to play for? Because I feel like everybody else that are contenders don't need a quarterback right now. No, that's the thing. Exactly. How are we going to find a team that's going to, for mean, one, take him? He's obviously a good quarterback. We've seen it plenty of times. He's been able to lead us back to games that we didn't really have a chance in. He's, like, the youngest to, like, however many yards it was or yeah. whatever. Like, dude's, dude's elite he's quarterback. The, and he's one of the mm-hmm. highest paid. He deserves it. But the thing is... Just because he has that Lions kind of connotation that follows him around, it's going to be so hard for a team to want to pick him up. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah, like we yeah. want to get rid of him. 100%. If we do, if we do give him to another team, it's going to be so that he does get like a championship at least. But the thing is, until the Lions start winning, I don't think he's going to be a hot commodity anytime soon. I mean, soon. the dude's better I than mean, half Drew Brees. Is not going to last NFL. much longer. No, Saints. Come but on. I mean, they have Jameis Winston. But they want Jameis. Jameis, thirty picks last year. Thirty touchdowns. Matthew Stafford played with a broken back two years ago. Give this man a chance. I mean, no, no, I'm like he could go to the Saints. Way but better they than obvious, Jameis. They, they, they made the decision to pick up Winston, so they obviously like something about him. Or I don't know why they would pick him up. Because I mean, Taysom Hill, I feel like would do just fine, but. I mean, yeah, but they want to eat them Ws, man. Don't eat the Ws. I do, uh, yikes! But I, I mean, looking, I don't see, I don't know what where he would go. I feel like that could be an idea. Like if he was traded, that he would go somewhere that'd be an immediate contender, especially that he's probably near the end of his tenure. But I mean, not saying like he's gonna retire in three years, but I mean, he's not gonna. He's passed pretty much the prime years. It feels like, but I mean, we've seen players that have gained back after their prime and be better. Cam, for example, he's playing pretty well, even though everybody said he was pretty much done. But I mean, who, where is he gonna go? Is really gonna be the question because I feel like every contender right now has their quarterback that they want. I mean, maybe the Broncos because I don't think I don't know if Drew Locke's the answer, especially now if he's gonna have injury problems. So, but I mean, it's. It, like every other team's got their quarterback set, it mm-hmm. feels like it's the pieces around it that are struggling. But I mean, maybe Philadelphia. They're not. Carson Wentz isn't looking too good right now. I know, but they got Jalen Hurts. That's true. But what if Jalen Hurts gets hurt? I guess they'll have to pick up Stafford. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of quarterbacks, guys, more and more throughout this year, we've signed, kind of seen them settle into where they have to be. They've been moving around a little bit. Tom Brady going to Tampa. It just leaves the question of which quarterback right now in the game is the best of all time. Oh, wait, wait. Did you, you mean all time or like right now? Right now. My bad. Okay. I misspoke. Oh, best quarterback Mahomes. right now in the game. <sighs> Kevin Patrick, Mahomes. Patrick, not Pat. Her mom has made this very clear. Uh, he's got to be the best one, right? It's got to be right now. Who do you say, Brandon? I got to go with Russ, man. He's, Russ? He's been playing out of his mind, and he's been an MVP candidate, and he's led his team to wins despite some of the mistakes that we've <laughs> – DJK Metcalf. 
have made mistakes that have almost cost them games, but he's still been there to lead them in the end and lead the charge and help them win. And he's been a staple to that franchise, and he's playing phenomenal this year. I think those two are clearly 1A and 1B in whatever order you want to put them in. Okay, that's fair. Boys, I mean, you're I th- forgetting. You're forgetting about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's true. Am I though? You're yeah, you are. I'm not saying he's he's bad, but I think those two are clearly on the top. Dude, the thing is though, Russell now has wide receivers, and this is why he's been playing so good and why he's back in contention. Those years in between right now and that Super Bowl run, he didn't really have anybody. He wasn't even in contention. Patrick Mahomes, obviously one of the best. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best because he hasn't had any wide receivers throughout these probably past five years. Ever since Jordy Nelson got traded away, he's not had anybody. And the way he's been able to command the offense, when it comes down to crunch time, he he's commands the whole field. He can march down 80 yards with like 15 seconds left and get the job done. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is probably the best just because he can work when he literally has no assets to go with him. Yeah, I, I would say he backed it up a little bit last year, too. I mean, it's hard because he had a really down year last year. That is true. I mean, if he does it again next year, he's definitely back in the conversation. He's got Devontae Adams, although been injured uh, recently. And uh, who's, the, who's the running back? He tore up the Lions. Granted, it was the Lions. Aaron Jones? Yeah, that guy. Tore, absolutely tore the Lions up. But, yeah, I mean, he's playing in the NFC North. It's kind of a weak division, let's be honest. Who... Who's he facing? He's facing the Lions defense, Mitch yeah, Trubisky but look at and Kirk Cousins. Him, look at him beat the Saints. Look at him do all that stuff. Every year, every year they, yeah, they are in probably one of the worst divisions, but he already holds his own in the playoffs. And he did have to deal with Mike McCarthy for how many years? Another disaster person. You like that word, don't you? I disaster do. person. <laughs> You've said it about five I mean, times. I, there needs to be a list of disaster people. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to be Adam Langworthy's signature book. Exactly. <laughs> the book of disaster people. But I mean, I mean, we'll be, let's let's be frank, guys. The three guys we're talking about probably would be the top three in the NFL right now for sure. So I mean, the argument is there. But I'm surprised nobody said Lamar Jackson because we really haven't. St- okay, he played a beast last year in the regular season, and when he gets to the postseason, he just like flops over. He didn't really play too well. The reason that I think that these three guys are in the contention for top three is because when they get to the postseason, that's when they thrive. They thrive in prime time. They're like Kirk Cousins, okay? <laughs> but when, like, when you look at it, I mean, you Lamar did Jackson not isn't just able say to prime time Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, he lost to Patrick Mahomes. Right. If he was going to be in this conversation, he would have beat him. They would have won- they would have gone okay. That's far- that's fair. They would have gone farther that's than what fair. they did last year in the playoffs because they didn't they did not play well enough on no. Monday night. They their offense looked really spotty and they were not consistent at all. And I feel like that definitely cost him that but you're I I could agree with you on that. I'm just surprised no one said the Bart Jackson just because after that loss everybody's starting to say, Oh, he's not that he's not quite there yet. And I feel like that's fair. Give I'm him not, a year or two. He'll be there. Yeah. But I he's mean, not there yet. Yeah, I mean he's only thrown for five hundred and seventy six yards passing. Obviously we know he's a dual threat guy. He's gonna run. So that's obviously I know but. I know that if Travis was here he'd be saying Tom Brady Oh yep, he would say Tom Brady, but I don't think Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, the guy's literally got a a 92 quarterback ranking or rating. Guess who's better? Matthew Stafford in that category. So, and you know who's even better than that? Gardner Minshew is, has a higher quarterback oh, I mean, rating Minshew than Tom Magic? Brady. Magic, look at his mustache. Come on, Minshew Magic. I mean, but we we did prove that on Thursday night. We did prove Thursday night though that the beard's better. That so. is true. I mean, 
I don't like the list way of ranking people. I think they should be like tiers. Like the top tier, you know, you got your Russ, your Mahomes, and your oh, yeah. Rodgers. I think the three people we would definitely deserve to be on the top tier. That's not even a question. But, I mean, also Josh Allen, who's been fantastic the first three games. He's up there. Yeah, I, but you can't you can't categorize him in that yet. Not yet? How long? What would, it, what would it take to get him up there? Another trip to the playoffs this year and probably next year. Because they made it for the first year. Was it last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. Was that what? Terod Taylor. I thought that was with Terod Taylor. Yeah, that's that was like the last Rex Ryan season team, wasn't it? But if he, sure. anyways, but if he's it's able, been, to, it's if been if a minute. Able, if he's able to get to the playoffs this year and next year, or have the same kind of start that he does next year, I feel like he could be in that conversation, kind of prematurely. But I don't think this year. Yeah, I mean, it. it we we've seen how well Buffalo has done, and we'll see how they do on Sunday against the Oakland Raiders, who have also been pretty good. Derek Carr's actually played pretty decent so far, so that should be interesting. He hasn't been playing bad. Pretty so, surprising. I mean, John Gruden's obviously got that figured out, but um, as we go into our our last debate topic, I have been tasked with finding my question of the day as to go along with Joe's fact of the day, which will be on Monday, so don't worry. We will get that there. But my question to you boys is this. What sport has the best athletes baseball uh, i don't know bartolo colon uh-huh. <laughs> what? no because you say you can say that about everything you can say that about anything that you can like say because i mean football there's athletes in there like centers probably aren't as good like as athletic as other I players in other sports. basketball honestly no you sure? I don't know it's not bad no here, i mean the thing. what are, what here's is what thing. are we counting as athletic are we talking we're talking jumping we're saying we're, we're saying strength. if you can fit, if you can thrive in other sports, you have you seen the video of Giannis when he went to yeah, the yeah. when he went to the yeah, Blues right, batting right. cage and he didn't even hit a ball off the tee <laughs> yeah. and his batting stance is like a fawn coming out of the okay. room for the first he's, time. He's never like seen or played baseball. That's what I'm before. saying. Put a basketball or put a baseball player in that position and he'll be able to do something with a basketball. He won't be able to like uh, thrive, but he'd be able uh, to hold his own. This is not in the NBA. This is a tough question. That's why I picked it. I don't feel like there's a right or wrong answer. I feel like this is just a straight opinionated answer because I feel like the only way we'd really find out is do that. Put everybody in other sports. That baseball player struggling is in golf. That's like the only. That's the only thing that they struggle in. Because you said athletics, so let's not even talk about golf. I mean, but athletics is kind of being able to. It's not only like all your attributes of jumping, running, and all that stuff. It's also being able to transition and like to do well in other sports. Yeah, I mean, I feel like basketball definitely gets has to be a lot of credit because I mean, those guys are fit, they're athletic, they're strong. You have to be a very good athlete to be playing basketball. You're gonna get weeded out really fast. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're moving the entire time. There's not a time in basketball other than like the free throw where you're just sitting around. That's why I think baseball is different because you're in a period of being stagnant for a long period of time, and then it's filled with short bursts of extreme activity. Like outfielders, you're standing there for, who knows, probably three innings in a row where you don't have anything. Then you have to run 60 yards to the right and make a diving catch without having any prior just like warm-up or anything. You're just standing there the whole time. I mean, then you you have yourself trained for that, though. And That's then what you I'm can, saying. You can have situations where, like, like – if you're in basketball, there's going to be times where you're going to have to keep going and not stop. Like baseball, you get you get that short amount of time every pitch to relax and figure it out. Like you have time to prepare for that. Basketball, you're really going up and down the floor most of the time unless a ball goes out of bounds or a timeout. That's, in baseball, you get 
you st- once you stay stagnant, you start to tighten up. That's when you have to kind of push through it. Basketball, if you stretch once before the game and keep moving, it's not really a problem because you just keep going the whole time. I think I think the conversation is sort of trending right now to what what sports hardest. I think baseball is certainly the hardest when you when you got that's, the yeah I think that's ninety five mile an hour. You know, like Hard, hitting point. a hitting a baseball is probably one of the hardest things to do in professional sports mm-hmm. is to hit a baseball. I think that's I think that's completely. I think baseball is probably the hardest sport. I mean, NFL could be up there, but I mean, I mean, it if you take somebody and put. Because I mean, feel like that's but really the, the only way you can the figure it out. The thing is, with NFL, the thing is, in, in NFL, if you can succeed, it goes well for you. In baseball, you can hit a ball with a hundred ten exit velocity and still get a line out to the left field. You can do everything right and still not get a success in that. Yeah, that's what that's we're saying. True. It's certainly the hardest. Yeah. I don't know if they're the, the players in the sport that are the most athletic. Yes, it's not. It's not the question is not um, is which sport's hardest. I think certainly baseball. Yes. That's like, that's where the question becomes now. What what field are you playing on? Because the, you can obviously be talking about that aspect, but then the sport comes into play because that's two variables. You can't put them both together and make an experiment out of it. Because I know in science, two independent variables does not work very well. I mean, I think I think there could be a lot of crossover between the NBA and the NFL. I think a lot of those guys could go and play in. No, I'm not saying the majority of the league or nothing. I'm saying. Comparable to other sports, a lot of the NBA guys go play in the NFL and vice versa. Yeah, I I think that's fair because I think they have to be the most, like, you don't have to be, like, the most athletic person, Wayne Hanjo, to play baseball. Don't, uh, hang on. I'm I'm just formulating a thought real quick. (laughs) I know you're ready to just blow up on me, but, I mean, you don't have to be the greatest athlete to be a great baseball player. But if you're in, you don't have to be the best athlete to be the best golfer but for like the nfl and the nba for football and basketball if you're not a great athlete you're not going to be able to keep up with the game to the point where you're starting to become the best player on the floor i mean you look at it it's like a lot of the skills carry over you got your jumping you know you got strength speed a lot of that stuff is needed in both sports don't get me wrong it helps in baseball certainly but let's be honest like what is Bartolo Colon's vertical? <laughs> you can't just base it off Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Fine. Victor Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, <laughs> Albert Pujols. You want me to keep going? Basketball. Zach Randolph. What about him? He didn't really do anything Oh, you the past cannot, five you cannot years. tell and me. And you can't say that about Bartolo. What do you mean? You cannot tell me that Zach Randolph is less athletic than Miguel Cabrera right now. Well, now that he's retired. Miguel his Cab- last couple of years, he was just a junkyard dog. That was basically what he would do. He'd just get rebounds. He's going to run up it. and down the court. Miguel Cabrera can barely run down first base. But you said Bartolo. That's the same thing. <laughs> Bartolo can't really do much. Same with Zach. Zach Randolph was just further for Bartolo rebounds. Bartolo hits dingers for your information. Re- yeah, one in like 750 at bats. That's still you know, one more than both of us. Do you know what rebounding did. involves? That's jumping, strength. That's a lot more than Bartolo's in, like, involved in this sport. He's not running anywhere. If he's up to bat... Gets out, it's like, who cares? It's the pitcher spot, you know? Hmm. Like, Bartolo's doing one thing. To get a rebound, you have to do multiple things. Dude, okay, then why – okay, explain this to me. How is it that Mike Trout, who is the greatest baseball player, was chased after for a football scholarship, basketball scholarship, and baseball? He's one of the greatest athletes. You can't tell me that baseball doesn't have the greatest athletes because we're not, we're you, not no, no, that's no, saying that. No, because no. he's saying that basketball has better athletes than that. I'm saying in, in general. Yes, I'm not saying baseball has no great athletes. No, I know what you're saying with but that like, too. Yeah, 
LeBron was all state and freaking football. Yeah, I know that. You're sp- that's a well-known fact. I'm saying overall, I feel like baseball has more athletes. I, I think you're wrong. Like you can't tell me like uh, what, what's you're it? Gonna, uh, you're gonna come on my show and tell me you're wrong. I am. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. Brandon, you haven't talked in a while. Let it let it fly. Well, it's just fun to listen to you guys going after it. But I here's what I'm gonna say, and I feel like. There's no right or wrong answer here because every sport has amazing athletes. That's just proven fact. You got Mike Trout in the MLB. You got LeBron in the NBA. And then the NFL. You could throw out a lot of different names, obviously. Like you could, I don't know, you could put like Christian McCaffrey, for example, who has a lot of the tools you need to be a great athlete. But the really the big thing about it is really how your opinion is, is on the sport because really what we're kind of going down is if we're talking about – if you can play baseball, can you play other sports and vice versa, which can be the definition for calling somebody a great athlete. But it also, like being an athlete doesn't mean you can, oh, yeah, I can go play uh, basketball, baseball, and be really good at everything. Because, I mean, athletes can be specified. Like you can just be good at golf. And just because you're only good at golf, that doesn't mean you're not an athlete. Like you're still an athlete. You're just only focused on one sport. So I feel like the the thing about that question is there's never going to be a true defined answer because we really don't know what it means to be have the most athletic people in your I, sport because that part of the definition has not been truly defined in that question. I will say this. The only sport I feel like that is probably tied with baseball is football because when you do look at the combine, when you do look at the combine, they excel way more than any other sport, really. Because when you okay, – why are you giving me that look, Brandon? <laughs> I, I mean, the, what what is dissing the NBA Combine with with that? Then what's the what's what makes I'm the saying, NFL Combine better? NFL, I feel like they can they honestly can jump higher. They're stronger. They're honestly, I feel like they're faster because they have to go on. Excuse me, they have to go off and basically stagnant too because they're going to be starting from the line. They're going to have to do little moves and start up slow and then go fast off the jump. Basketball players, of course, you can say, oh, they're fast because they have to go down the thing. But the thing is, with basketball, you can make more moves and create open space, and then that's kind of like with football, but you don't have as much field to work with, so you don't have to be as fast, I don't feel like. Okay, I see where you're going from there. I mean, basketball, though, you need a lot more um, attributed skill set, I feel like, than football, because football, you can you can get away being stronger, faster, but in basketball, because of it not being as big of a playing surface, you're going to have to exert those skills more to be better. But, I mean, this question did what we wanted to. It got us getting debating. And we will have more of these on the show as we sadly will have to wrap up. Man, guys, it's been fun. I don't want to quit now. This has been too fun. But do you guys have any last words on the show? I don't think I'll ever agree with you on anything ever again. That's <laughs> <laughs> possible. We'll, we'll talk about this Yadier Molina stuff later. Oh, yeah, well, Yadier yeah, we'll Molina. Well, we got we got to get off air before we do that. But Adam, thanks as always. Been an amazing guest. Yeah, and thanks if, for having me on. Yeah, no problem. If you want to be on the show, you know what to do. And as always, Rome wasn't built in one day. And you got to get that in like a natural set. You can't just toss that out there. You got to get it like I a gotta natural I got to say it on every show. Okay, fine. Detroit, Rome wasn't built in one day. All right. That's all you got to say. And that context is right. So, but 
it's been a good day in the office. It really has. So thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you back again on Monday for another episode. Until then, we'll see you later. Take care, everybody.